Okay, so up to Daf Mem Dalid Amid Aleph, three lines into the page. We said in yesterday's Daf that if a woman has two ksubas, one has 200 zuz, that's an earlier ksuba, and one has 300 zuz, that's a later ksuba, the halacha is that Ravuna said she gets to choose. She can collect the earlier one that has less money, or she can get, collect the later one that has more money. They're both viable options. He's giving her a choice. He is not, by giving a second one, he is not canceling the first. He's just giving an option. Now, why would you want to collect less money? Because it's earlier, so it creates a lien on more properties, potentially. Because if he had more properties by the early one, then, then he had more lien on the property. Again, it, it just depends on the circumstance of the person. Did we discuss why she has two, two, two bus? No, he gave it to her. He gave it to her. He wanted he to give her, her an two. option. Yeah, he wanted to give her an option. So, that was the halacha. So, if you have two documents, that, that, that's the main point. That both ksubas are optional. Are viable options. The Gemara now wants to try to figure out how this applies to other documents, because the general rule is that if you have the same document twice, different dates, the second one is the Icar and the first one is cancelled. Meaning if you sold me a house and you sold it to me, the same house, one in January, one in March, the January one is cancelled by the March one. So why by Ksuvas is it both viable? In general, when you have two documents, the second cancels the first. That's why you're giving two documents. We'll see why you're doing this, but the general assumption is is because you're trying to cancel the first by giving... It's like giving a, the same check for the same product, but a little bit later, it's your way of saying, don't use the first, use the second. But by Ksubas, but it seems if, not like that. But, yeah? but if, if you sell... If you're using the house example, if you sold somebody a house in January, yeah. you can't sell it in February because it belongs to him in January. Correct, but we assume that if you give the deed of sale twice you're both under the understanding that the second one is the viable one and the first one is not viable. We'll see why. We'll, we'll see all the details. But that's the general rule when it comes to sale. So the question is, why by Ksubas is it different? So the Gemara says, three lines into the page, Omar Mar, You could use the first Ksuba, you could use the second Ksuba, they're both viable. So Lema Pliga de Rav Nachman, this seems not to be like Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says, if you have two of the same document, just one after the other, let's say a month apart, we assume that the person is canceling the second and he's going with the first. Yeah. The second one canceled the first. Yeah, I didn't say that. Um, I, I can't hear my own self because my, my ears are, yeah. So the second cancels the first. So why by the Ksubas are both viable options. So the Gemara says, The answer is, Rav Nachman's statement that the second cancels the first is only when they're identical. But when you're selling more, so let's say you sell a field in January, and then you sell the exact same field plus a tree, then the halacha is that it didn't cancel the first, you're actually giving him an option. You're saying you could use the later one and get an extra tree. Or you could use the earlier one, you're giving him that choice. So to over here by the ksuba, the cases where the first ksuba is 200, the second ksuba is 300, because it's not the same amount, we assume the second is not canceling the first. So if it was the exact same amount, it would cancel. But because it's slightly different, you're basically giving her an option. You're saying, listen, you could take less money earlier, more money later. So the same thing it is with sales. It would be the exact same thing. If you sell one house, the exact same house back to back, you're basically telling the person, I like to cancel the first document. The first document's no good. We'll see why in a moment. But if you if you're if if there's an old deviation, one's selling a house and the second one's selling that same house plus a tree, then you're basically saying, here, you have a choice. You could take the house earlier or you could take the house and tree later. Those are the choices. Um
Now the Gemara is going to analyze this concept that when you have two documents that are selling the exact same thing, you're basically canceling the first. And it is interesting. I guess it's talking, I guess Yehuda made a good point. I guess it's talking about a case where you didn't make a Kenyan yet, where it's just on paper so far. So it's all documents, so the second can cancel the first. It is an interesting concept. So the Gemara speaks it out. Gufa, Amr of Nachman, you have two sale documents, one after the other, then the second cancels the first. Amr of Papa, Rav Papa says, of Nachman, Rav Nachman agrees, that if the second, if the second document adds any more, even one tree, then you're basically not canceling the first, you're giving him options. Pshita, so now the Gemara speaks it out. Okay. The Gemara is basically, I'm going to speak it out and then we'll, we'll see it inside. If they're both not identical, meaning let's say instead of adding, it's the same field, it's one field, but the first one was a, a deed of sale and the second one was, by the way, what does it mean that it cancels the first? It, it has to do with liens on property. Because if you sell someone a property and then that property is taken because you owed someone money, then you potentially have to reimburse him and your property is now on lien. So depending on when the sale took place, it's like the guy staying in the property anyway. The question is, when did the sale actually take place? It's relevant regarding liens on properties and other monetary, uh, we'll see, other monetary issues. But the point is, the Gemara is saying like this, if the first was a sale and the second one was a gift, it's for sure not canceling. Why? You're giving him an option. Because they're not identical, you're clearly not canceling. You're just giving him an option. Now, why are you giving him an option? Why would it be better to have a gift? You either have a sale earlier or a gift later. The reason why it would be better to have a gift is there's a concept called Dina de Bar Mitzvah. Dina de Bar Mitzvah means that if you're selling someone a property, um, you have the, the, the neighbors have the right at first refusal. Now, that does not apply to gifts. Meaning if I'm selling my property then my neighbors have the right of first refusal and I have to offer it to them first. If I'm giving away my property as a gift, they don't have any rights to it. So if I'm selling you a property, you might, ra- you might rather have it a gift later so that no- none of the neighbors can harass you. Okay. And the opposite is also true. If it was originally a gift and then it was a sale, that's also an option and you might want to have a rather a later sale because a sale puts a lien on the property. Meaning if I give you a gift of a house and then it's taken because I own the bank money, Right, you lost your gift. If I sell you the property and it's taken and I and it's stipulated in the document, now I owe you money because I sold you a property that was that was um, that was uh, grabbed, I don't know, lost or whatever you call it, um, sieged by the by the by creditors. So the point is if the first is a gift and the second is a sale, or the first is a sale, the second is a gift, you're definitely not canceling because each one has a strength. The gift has a strength that the neighbors can't harass you, the sale has a strength that that the, you, you could uh, use it to collect if, if it's ever taken away, if it's ever um, taken by the by creditors. So that's definitely not a cancellation. The cancellation is when they're the same, both a gift or both a sale. Okay. So the Gemara says, Pshito, Rishon b'mecher v'sheni matana. If the first document was a sale of the property and the second was a gift of the property, then you're definitely not canceling, you're giving him a choice. You're giving him a better choice. Why? The second, which is a gift, will help him that the neighbors can no longer make him crazy. And opposite is also true. If the first one was a gift and the second is a sale, you're definitely strengthening him and giving him a better choice because a sale, if it's ever taken away by creditors, then you owe him money. 
So therefore, if, if they're different in any way, it's not a cancellation, it's giving him a choice. When is it canceled? When they're identical. They're both sales or they're both gifts. Now the question is, what is the methodology? This is not my cup. Uh, hold on a second, let's grab a cup of water, sorry. Hold on. question is, what is the methodology of the cancellation? Meaning, wh- why is it work? How does it work? Wh- what's the mechanics of it? So, the Gemara says like this. My timer. How does the cancellation work? So, Rafram says, if you're giving him a second document, that's your way of saying, I know that the witnesses who signed on the first were not accurate. Meaning, if you're willingly giving him a second document, the reason why it cancels the first is because it's your way of saying, I know that first document was no good. Like, trust me, they told me, or we understand. There's an understanding that this document's no good, hence you'd have to give him, because if it's identical, why are you doing this? It must be you're saying that the first document was no good. Is the only way the second document can't, the first document can't be good is because of bad witnesses? Well, that's the, that's the classic reason. It would be very there hard are to... Other- there, uh, not really. I mean, the, the classic issue no. is the witnesses. I mean, I, I can't... It, it means that there's a problem with the witnesses because it, it means that there was something that happened with the transaction and if the witnesses are writing that the transaction took place and it didn't, that means it's a problem with the witnesses. Meaning, any problem you're going to have stems from the witnesses at some point because they're signing out a document that's not accurate. So, either it's a problem with the document or... Or... Ravacha Amar Emar Or perhaps they both agreed... That we'd like to um, we'd like to have it at a, a later date to help the seller, meaning because the seller by the time that, meaning both documents are good, but you're you're b- basically saying that I'd like to uh, we're allowing the seller to go with the later date that way there's less liens on his property. The lien starts at a later date than an earlier date. So it's either you're saying that the first document is no good, or it's not that it's no good. It's just we're we're being nice to each other. <laughs> we have an understanding that we're going to use the later document, but not that the first document's no good. It's a good document, which is we're basically saying the liens on the property should only begin from the later document. Meaning, in other words, if the document's no good, it means that it wasn't a sale until the later one. If the document is good, but we're just allowing the lien to take place later, that means it was a good sale. But from the lien perspective, we'd like it to start a little bit later. There was a king in in the second case here? It sounds like it wasn't. Yeah, we're just pushing the. We have a contract. We're in the contract. True, but but if the no. second document, if we're saying that the, the first document was a good document, so why are you giving a second? It's because we'd like the lien to begin later. It means that you were the full fledged owner from the first document. But you had a date. Correct, we but we would just like first. to exactly. So we would with all the king on them. We're just basically have an understanding with each other. We would like the lien to start later. Now, what's the difference between these two options? So the Gemara says there's three nafkaminas. My benayu. First of all, do we do we um, do we puzzle the witnesses from the first document? If we're saying the first document is no good, that means that they're puzzle witnesses, right? However, you, you however you hack it, they're puzzle witnesses. Either they're puzzle or they signed a document that's not valid. So that brings them into question for future references. But if you say that it's a good document, we're just allowing the lien to start later. Meaning, it's a good document. We're just saying, listen, I understand it's my house. But you, you want it to officially for your record books to start later? Fine. But the witnesses are good. Another nafkamina would be, 
Lashlumi Peri. Can you, if, if you use the property during that time period, do you owe him money? If it's not a good sale, that means that for two months, you were basically a squatter on his property. And you got to pay for the, the, the rental. You got to pay for... But if it's a good document, we're just allowing the lien to start later, then you don't have to pay. And the last one is tax, tasca, tax. Then who pays the property tax? The owner. Who's the owner during those two months? So that brings into question. Okay. So my Havala Ksuba. So we had yesterday a discussion when you have two Ksubas, one's 200 and then later date is 300, what do you do with it? So we said Rav Huna's opinion. So there were different opinions. So what's the conclusion? We know when it comes to, again, it's different. So the first is two, the next is three. Do you go with the first? Do you go with the second? How do you collect? What's the deal? So we had a machlekes. So what's the psak? So the Gemara says, this is the psak. Tashima, Amrav Yehuda Meshmuel Meshem Rav Elozeb Rav Shimon. Mana Masai Mina Erisin. Tosefis Mina Nesuin. I'm sorry, this is actually going back to an earlier Shiloh, which is the, not the two and three. The question is, when does... Um, when does the lien on the property of the husband take effect when he gives a ksuba? Meaning, they had Kedushin January 1st. They had Nesuin August 1st. They write the ksuba like we do right before the chuppah. If the husband owes her money, that means that she can go to his property and, and take it. Can she go all the way back to January 1st, to the Kedushin? Or does the lien only begin when the ksuba was written? So we had a Shaila yesterday. So the question is how we paskin. So the Gemara says this is the conclusion. Rav Shimon says, Mana Masayimina the Iker Ksuva, which is 200 Zuz, that goes back to the Kedushin. Vitosefes Minanasuin, and all added stuff from the Ksuva. Let's say, right, let's say the Iker Ksuva, the Iker Chiv Derabana is 200 Zuz, but you want to add a car, you want to add all the obligations. That only takes effect from the time of the Chuppah. So the Iker Chiyuvim start from the Kedushin, the Tosefes stuff go back to the Chuppah, and no, everything takes effect when it's written, not earlier than that. And that's how we pass again. Okay. New topic. Okay. Topic is like this. The halacha is, if a woman commits adultery, the death penalty that she gets is chanek, which is strangling. That's the standard punishment for adultery. Okay. However... The rope. Pull the rope. Now, that's adultery. Okay. The Torah, though, describes a process called Maitzi Shemra. Now, Maitzi Shemra means that a, a man gets married to a basula. Right after they get married the next day, which is how the Masechta started, he claims that she's not a basula, they investigate. If he's lying, he gets lashes and has to pay a penalty. If he's telling the truth, they take her to her father's house and they stone her there. So it's a very interesting chiddush. It's a, it's a special process of adultery that gets stoning. Meaning, motzi shemra, if you go through that whole process, so it's a basula, and they have witnesses that she, she committed adultery during the kedushin process, after kedushin before Nisuin, if she's proven to be an adulterer, they kill her at her father's entrance, and they kill her by stoning. It's a special gzeris <coughs> This Mishnah describes when that happens, what happens, who, who gets that, you know, because, meaning... When do you get the stoning and when do you just get stam adultery? Right? Meaning, if, 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 if technically a woman doesn't fall into that category, then she's not a motzi shemra, then she doesn't get stoning, she gets chenek. Okay. Misha starts off like this. Hagiyorish and his guy Rabita. Huh? Stoning is way worse. So Hagiyorish and his guy Rabita Ima, 
you have a woman who um, converted and her daughter also converted. So this girl is a convert. This girl is a straight convert. The halacha is vizinsa, and she committed adultery. The process of Motzi Shemra does not apply to Giyaris. Because the Pasuk describes it as a Yisrael, and she wasn't born in Yisrael. Therefore, if she commits adultery, she gets chenek, she doesn't get stoning. She doesn't, she's not executed by her father's house because she doesn't have a father. And if the husband lied, accused her, and was proved to be lying, he doesn't have to pay. The whole process of Motzi Shemra does not apply to Giyaris. That's halach number one. So just to clarify, so just to clarify, how does uh, Motzi Shemra come into play here? Motzi Shemra means that if the husband accuses her falsely, if he's right. lying, then he has to pay and gets lashes. If he's telling the truth, she's stoned. That entire process does not apply to Giyar's. If he's lying, he doesn't have to pay. Get lashed, he doesn't have to pay. If he's telling the truth, she doesn't get stoning. She gets chenek. The entire process of motzi shemra does not apply to giyaris. Okay, that's halacha number one. So meaning, so meaning, she's at a, I guess, for lack of a better word, disadvantage. She's not given the benefit of the doubt. I guess. No, 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 no. They still investigate, but yeah, she won't. She won't get the money if he accuses her falsely. Again, disadvantage. It's exerse akasiv. I'm not getting involved. You know, I'm not. I'm not getting in. You know, good, bad. Okay. It's a. It's a reality. So, yeah, she would have to have converted under three. Yeah. Now, that's the first step. Now, the second step is a woman who she converted while pregnant. So the girl is born a Jew, but she wasn't conceived a Jew. So the halacha is, If she was conceived a Jew, conceived a guy, but born a Jew, so she converted in utero, the halacha is, hareza beskila, oh, so, parts of Moti Shemra apply to her, meaning she is Jewish. That if 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 she's proven to be, uh, it's an accurate accusation. She is stoned, but she's not stoned by her father's house because she doesn't have a father. Halachic, your father was a guy. So, Harei the Beskila. It's like very clear, and everyone is like, "Well, I know." If a baby's born, like, definitely born born from the. But but this is both parents are. Yeah, I, I still think that. I don't, I don't know if it's still over there. It's at least at least it's a Jewish. Oh, meaning because the mom converted also. Interesting. Okay, it could be interesting. They always go much more out there in those shilas. They go with Dina and Yosef and the swapping is a more complicated thing. But anyway, so Hariza Beskila. So part of the rules of Motzi Shemra apply that she does get Skila and not Chenek, but. We don't stone her by her father's house because she doesn't have a father. And if the husband is lying, he doesn't have to pay a seller. So like parts of Motzi Shemra apply, part don't. As you can imagine, this is going to be Xer Sakasov. Okay? Now, if her mom's a convert, but she was born and conceived as a Jew, meaning her parents are converts, but she was born and conceived a Jew, she's Jewish in all regards. All the laws apply to her. Okay, now what, what about this? What about a standard girl? Standard girl, Jewish, whatever. But she lost her father. So part of the stoning is you stoned by her father's house. She doesn't have a father. Or, let's say she has a father, but um, the father doesn't have a home. Father's homeless. The halacha is, you still go through the stoning. That whole doing by the father's house is a adding, it's like a chumrah. It's, it's not, it's not uh, as they say, it's not ma'akiv. It, it's, it's, you know, it's not all contingent on it. 
Yesh la'av ein la pesach beisav. Yesh la pesach beisav ein la'av. Here is a biskila. Le never pesach beisav. Lo mitzvah. Those are just added mitzvahs. Okay, go to the next page. So the Gemara is going to be dealing with drushes, and that is, if a girl was conceived a guy, and her mom converted when she was pregnant, so she was born a Jew. So the halacha is she's Jewish regarding she gets stoning. So she's Motsi Shema regarding that, but she doesn't go to her father's house because she doesn't have a father. And the husband does not have to pay if the husband lied. Because she, like Motsi Shema, like quasi applies. Some things apply, some things don't apply. Where is that from? So it's just drushes. It's very easy. It's going to be drushes today. The Gemara says, Amr Ishlakish, but how do I know this? Amr Ishlakish, Damar Kra, Umesa, the Pasuk says, you shall kill her with, with stoning. That includes something that's inclusive. So it's inclusive of a woman who was conceived a guy but born a Jew. Okay. So the Gemara says, Ah, Ihachi, Milka Nami Lilki, Umeya Selenami Lushalim. Oh, if you're telling me that that girl is included in Motsi Shemra, then why doesn't the husband have to pay if he's lying? Meaning, why don't we just go all in that all the laws of Motsi Shemra apply to this girl? The answer is no. The drusha that we're including her is from the word Mesa, meaning, She's only included in the laws of Motsi Shemra regarding her death penalty, not regarding anything else. Okay? So you see the word Mesa is inclusive, and we're saying it's including a girl who uh, was conceived a guy and born a Jew. So the Gemara says, Ema Maybe it should include a full-fledged convert. right? A girl who converts at two years old. Full-fledged. She was a guy, then she converted. We said none of the laws apply. Why not? Maybe you should include that. The answer is, The answer is, the Pasuk says, the Yisrael. Yisrael excludes a convert, which means converts are out. So this word Mesa has to include something. It must be to include conceived a guy born a Jew. Amr of Yosi Barchanina. Oh, I'm sorry, I skipped a line. Ema Larabos Herosa Vilidosa Vidusha. Maybe it should include a girl who was born a Jew and conceived a Jew, but her parents are converts. You don't need a puzzle for that. She's a full fledged Jew. If someone's parents are converts, the girl is born and conceived a Jew. She's a Jew. Maybe it should include a girl who converted herself. We have Yisrael to exclude that. So we know that there's exclusion and we know there's inclusion. So it excludes a full-fledged convert and it includes a girl who conceived a guy and born a Jew. Okay. I'm Rabbi Yaisi Barchanino. Hamaiti Shemra Ali Yisayma. Potter, if you... Um, do the accusation and you lie about your wife that she's a basula and she's a yisoma, she's an orphan, the halach is you don't have to pay and you don't you don't have to pay the you don't have to pay the money. Why? The Pasuk, it's a technicality. Meaning all the laws of Moti Shem apply except for the paying. Why? Because it says you pay the money to her father. She doesn't have a father. So you don't have to pay. So you see anytime it says Avianaira that excludes an orphan. Okay. So far so good? Easy. Here's the problem. You're telling me that if that the laws don't apply to orphan because it says you give the money to the father and she doesn't have a father. So meaning, you could have said give it to her. The answer is no, you don't have to give it at all. Here's the problem. We know that with rape and seduction, you also give money to the father. What's the halacha by an orphan? Over there, you have to give the, the money if, if there is no father, you give it to her. So why is it that by knas... By rape, we say, it says give it to the father. Okay, so give it to her. 
if she's an orphan. But when it comes to Motsi Shemrav, if she's an orphan, you don't have to give it all. What's the difference? So the Gemara says, Who most of He asked and he answered, The truth is, if she's in Yusumi, you don't have to pay at all, in both scenarios. I, it says you have to pay by knas, by rape. The answer is, that's a scenario where she had a father at the attack, but he died before the court case. But as meaning, if the father's alive at the attack, then you have to pay. If the father's dead at the attack, you don't. So it's actually consistent. In all scenarios, you don't have to pay if there is no father. Yeah, yeah. It goes to yeah. It goes to I guess to the son, the brother, the estate, right? Now that's the first answer. Rava Amar Chayiv. Rava actually says you actually have to pay um, by an orphan. Meaning, if you're Moti Shemar and an orphan, you actually have to pay her, uh, even though there is no father. Why? Midiktani imi besulas Yisrael, v'loy besulas geirim. Ah, I'll tell you. It's very simple. Does Moti Shemer apply to a convert? No. Now, why? Because it's a special pasuk. Every convert is like an orphan. If you think about it, she doesn't have a father either, and yet you need a special pasuk. Now, if an orphan is already out because it says avianaira, then what do you need a pasuk that a convert's out? She's out because she doesn't have a father. It must be having a father is nama'akiv. Meaning, if not having a father is automatically you're out, then why do you need a special pasuk to tell me a convert's out? Every convert is an orphan halachically. So the very fact that you need a special pasuk to tell me a convert is out tells you that an orphan is not out. Because if an orphan is out, then a convert's automatically out. The Gemara says... Oh, that's a good show. To, to give two, two mitzvahs. Lavrel of Shnei Lavin. Yeah, yeah probably, uh, uh, pro- probably, honestly, Lavrel of Shnei Lavin. Probably. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, oh. It's probably double, meaning uh, every Gair is a Yasim, so why do you need to love Gairim if you already have a mitzvah to love Yasim? The answer is you got to double love. Yeah, that's, it's probably two mitzvahs. Or two Lavim if you don't. Yeah. So the Gemara says, "Mimai meditani imi ami besulis yisrael v'lo besulis gerim." We know the gerim are out. Yeah, I'm a b'shalom kai gavna yisrael mechayiv. How did this call me to gerim? Eliam yisrael kai gavna potter. Hashi yisrael potter gerim boy. It means that by every ger is a yasim, which means if you need a pasuk to exclude gerim, that means that yisayimim are included in motzi shema. Because if yisayim are already out, you don't need a pasuk to exclude gerim. They're automatically out. Okay. Amrei shlokish hamotzi shema ala katana. Potter. We actually had this Gemara, uh, we had this like two days ago, so we'll run through this very quickly. If you're Motsi Shemar on a Katana, on a girl that's under 12, you, you don't have to pay the money. It says the word Naira with a hay. Naira with a hay means above Bat Mitzvah. Oh, so the Kat. Correct. Because, oh, I mean, the process of Motsi Shemar applies to a girl above 12 because it says Naira with a hay. The kasha is maskifla ravacha barava. Time of the kasha banayra halav hachi avamina filu katana. You tell me that it's dafka above bat mitzvah because of the hay, but if not for that, what would I say? It applies even to a katana. But here's the kasha. We had this a couple days ago. If she's telling, if he's telling the truth, then what's the process? You stone her. Do you stone a girl under bat mitzvah? No. Which means the entire process of Moti Shemra doesn't apply to a girl under bat mitzvah. I don't need a special pasuk. I need a special hay. Forget about that. I, I, you don't need a special hay. The process, the very fact that if you're telling the truth, 
if you if you're lying, you have to pay. But if you tell the truth, she gets killed. There's no killing a girl in the bat mitzvah, which means the entire process by definition only applies above bat mitzvahs. You don't need a special hay. So the Gemara says maskifla Rav Acha Bar Yaba time the kasev b'hanayra. Oh, you tell me that it only applies above bat mitzvah because the extra hay halav hachi. If not for that, have a minaf yilukatana. I would say that means that if not for that, I would say it applies to a girl under bat mitzvah. But wait, haksivim emes ayadavar hazel lenim subasulanayra. The pasuk says if he's telling the truth, hoitzias anayil pesach besaviv eskalua. You kill her. Kitana lavbas. You don't kill kitanas. You don't kill a girl in the bar mitzvah. She's too young. Ella. So it must be the process is automatically talking about bar mitzvah. So we need the extra hay for it. The answer is, and we had this a couple days ago. The answer is, the extra naira is telling you a rule. Throughout Shas, we throw out Torah. Naira with hay above bar mitzvah. Naira without a hay, below bar mitzvah. That's the general rule. Right, we'll stop here.